Listener Production. Doing a daily podcast and trying to make content for TikTok was becoming too much. So Matt and Alex are having a little time off. We are not to be disturbed. This week, it's Veronica Milsom and Friends. All day breakfast. Yeah, those delightful boys are away and I've been taking over all this week just because, I mean, ultimately I'm really worried that there's not enough podcasts in the world. You know, we're leaving a big gaping hole without this release. And uh, yeah, there's, there's barely any podcasts. No one's making them. So it's a public service, actually. My name is Veronica Milsom. You might know my voice from Triple J or from my other podcast, Zero Waste Baby. And today I'm being joined by a guy who is no stranger to this podcast he's been on before, but... Also, um, he's got his own podcast, Come Out Wherever You Are, available on the Listener app. Hello, Sean Seps. How are you? Hello. Listen, I mean, I'm a complete anxious mess of a human with a strong desire to avoid other people. So I am in (laughs) pure bliss, you know? (laughs) I'm living my lockdown fantasy. Oh my gosh, that does feel like it's the case with 50% of my friends. Oh, people aren't talking about this enough, but if you're an extrovert, I completely feel for you. If you're an introvert and you're a little afraid of germs and human beings in general, if you like to avoid large gatherings, like myself, this is not a terrible life to live. Anyone who knows you from your podcast or from you online would never think you are an introvert. It's a performance to mask (laughs) how I'm really feeling. (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah, the only way I'm keeping sane at the moment is by watching the Paris Hilton cooking show, um, which I don't know if you're across. Okay, I'm seeing your face. You're definitely across I am across I mean, it's rubbish, isn't it? It's absolute rubbish. Listen, Listen here, okay? There's a lot of serious crap going on in the world, and this is serious. It's seriously ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I like the fingerless gloves. I know Matt and Alex have talked about that before, but it did remind me um, in particular about an old housemate that I had who used to wear fingerless gloves all the time. And I took real issue with the fact that she used to go to the toilet in them and never take them off. should have. Oh, Yeah, but Paris probably does too, right? She's not taking them off. I don't think Paris Hilton goes to the bathroom. I'm going to be completely honest with you. I'm (laughs) not sure. She doesn't have a bottom. I don't think she's ever, ever gone to the bathroom. It is, if you haven't watched it before, it is like accidental comedy wrapped in a blanket you will never be able to afford. It is like Lifestyles of the Rich and Famous meets a LSD trip. It is, I give it like a huge, big, gay 10 out of 10 for a complete waste of time, which is wow. exactly what we need. Oh, yeah. We need that or a documentary investigative series about whether she has a bottom hole. <laughs> Should we just hang up and make that documentary right now? Let's do Let's it. Let's do it. <laughs> this is just the start. Everyone ready? Let's get this show on the road. Let's go. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Veronica and Friends, all day breakfast. Yeah, all this week you've been hearing what an expert internet sleuth slash snoop I am uh, and the weird and horrendous things I'm capable of with the click of a mouse. Um, With you, Sean, I accidentally went next level because when I just finished doing a deep dive on your life online, I came to drive into the studio and I very randomly saw you on the street in real life in a suburb Uh I never usually pass through and now I'm an in real life stalker too. So Wow. You know, I always have a restraining order on file just in case, like a template. <laughs> so I'm going to pull it up right now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I have actually picked up a whole heap of very um, strange and exciting things about you online. Can I'm I nervous. kick off with them and then you can say true or false, right? Yes, yes, yes. 
So, I mean, this is great. You came out when you were 12 years old and you were literally in a closet. A hundred percent true. <gasps> wow. You know you what's really funny? You were so self-aware as a 12-year-old. <laughs> I was ahead of the curve. I had no idea that that was a trope because when you're that little, you are not even aware. I didn't even know what gayness was, let alone yeah. this idea of a closet. But my, I was just at a girlfriend's house and we were inside of her little cubby of a closet reading messages that people had written on her closet wall and I was just adding to it. She told me she was bisexual and I thought, this is my time to tell her my truth. And I said, I'm gay. The rest is history. Wow. But even, so she was 12 and she knew she was bisexual. Yeah, she was exploring it. She went back in the closet for a hot minute, but now she's married to a woman. So full circle for both of us. Oh my gosh. Okay. So um, here's another one. The origin of your wedding ring is a big secret. I have no idea what you're talking about. So <laughs> false? <laughs> really? I no, I don't know. Tell me, what do you mean? Well, so I read online somewhere that um, your husband, Josh, won't ever tell where the ring came from. Oh, okay. Truth, truth. Oh. Ooh, I have no idea where it's from, which makes me think it's yeah. like Gumtree. Mmm, flea market. Right? Yep, and he just, I he like... <laughs> paints a beautiful picture, which it was, it was special. And I discovered it and I don't, you don't need to know because it's just made for you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure every single person has it. <laughs> yeah. It's a divorce ring or something. Exactly. Or maybe it's like a, a mood ring, you know. <laughs> it costs 25 cents. That I'm <laughs> yeah. sure of. Um, okay. So yeah, your husband can often be seen on the telly. Mm, that is true. He can be seen on the telly. He can be heard on the radio. Haha, okay, let's say no more. Um, you've done a lot of stage shows, and by the looks of some of the photos, I'm going to say Peter Pan was one. Peter Pan was definitely one of them. I oh, love that that's an inference, and you just nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> you weren't Peter? Who were you? I was Peter Pan. Oh, oh gosh, that was you in the costume. That was definitely me in the costume. Oh, heck. All right. Yeah. I mean, your modeling slash like uh, theater work, the background is extensive. If anyone wants to go online and check that out for themselves. Um, you were once an altar boy. No, not just once, girl. I mean, a whole decade. Oh, like, whoa. A, full, a fully <laughs> dedicated Roman Catholic altar boy twice a week, you know, served the Lord. Amen. Okay, and you've left that behind, or? I have so left that behind. When the closet door opened, I closed inside of it. <laughs> the church, I was like, see ya. Okay. Slam that door shut, yes. And so you're not going to baptize your kids, I'm assuming? I am not, no. Okay, and so um, is there a God that you prefer? Paris Hilton is usually who I <laughs> lift up into the sky and pray to each night. Yeah, it's living, all right. <laughs> um, which, I mean, are you on board with sliving or no? I'm mortified that I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, what's it called? Am I saying it wrong? What's her new thing, which is like, that's hot or whatever. You know, it's slaying. Yes, of and course. And living your best okay. life. Yeah, yeah. Okay, slaying. You're right. Yep. Sliving. But is it called sliving? Have I just made that up? I don't it's, know. It's making me feel like I need to be on TikTok, like I need to rewatch some of the episodes. <laughs> I've completely failed. Like in this moment, I feel 137 years old. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm not on TikTok. I am on TikTok actually, but I'm a lurker. I'm like a what the boomers are on Instagram is what I am on TikTok, unfortunately. Um, okay. You have had great success in a local dance competition doing a rendition of Kenny Loggins' Footloose. Oh, 
my God, you are serious. <laughs> I had no idea that anyone was ever going to be aware of this, mainly yeah. because I've actually changed my name. So you did serious stalking here. Yeah. Um, I don't know that I was successful at it, but I most definitely performed that number. And I think I performed that number for anyone who had ears or eyes in the entire country of America for a solid four years. You know when you have a karaoke song and that's yeah. your karaoke yeah. song? Well, listen, I was doing Footloose like it was my full-time job. Wow. And so like um, sliding downstairs in a singlet sort of vibe with like mm. cartwheel type moves? It didn't even matter what the outfit was. It could have been shirtless. It could have been sparkles. But I was singing, dancing. I was an actual dancer and a, and a singer, so I was very serious about it. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, I was performing for everyone who would who would watch. Damn, this is your six degrees from Kevin Bacon. That's it. <laughs> we did it! Veronica Milsom and friends. This is All Day Breakfast. And it is that time of the week where Matt tries to blow Alex's mind with facts about, I don't know, Bruce Springsteen and the like. And Alex <laughs> is mostly unimpressed, to be honest. Um, your facts, though, usually are quite impressive. So, like, do make sure you keep sending them into their Instagram, which is, I mean, it's a handle that's confusing and it's got dots in it. I feel like Alex has said it enough that you can remember. Just find, search Matt and Alex's Instagram. Anyway. Fingers crossed today um, that we will have some sort of cranial blowout. Sean, can I start with a fact that um, I'd like to share with you, which blew my mind initially, just this week? Please, but let me tell you, I'm the Simon Cowell of this game. I am not, oh. I am not easy to please, but, but, oh. but try, try. Okay, 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 okay. So mayonnaise is just made of four things. Egg, lemon juice, mustard, and oil. Did you know that? Yes, of course I did. Oh, <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm like yeah. So, I mean, you can make mayonnaise at home yourself, but I'm like a food obsessed yeah, monster. I, I, so I mild grown, please drop that. Uh, mild, mild grown. Yeah. I think that like um, making homemade mayonnaise is 2021's baking homemade bread. Like I feel like it's a thing, and it's really it's simple, but also hard. The emulsification it is, process. It is so hard. And I will admit, I just dragged you publicly <laughs> thousands, but I've also failed at doing it maybe 10 times in the last two years. Oh, well, yeah. It can be quite soupy and then there's no coming back. You need the right equipment and I'd never have it. So I'm sitting there whisking like I'm, you know, <laughs> Betty Homemaker and I'm failing. <laughs> but I have one that I think will actually blow your mind. Okay. Do you, you know Maltesers, right? Yeah. So they're created in the 30s in the UK. Um, by an American man. Oh. They were originally... Already mind blown? Okay, I'm too easy. <laughs> <laughs> they were originally marketed as a weight loss food for women. Literally, they were referred to as energy balls and all of the marketing material was shown to women like, you too can lose weight and they'd pop Maltesers in their mouth. Now they are the polar opposite. We shove oh. 3,000 in our mouth while watching a movie. Wow, okay. I'm going to say, yeah. Mind blown. He did it. Yeah, he that's crazy. It. So because it is it because um people would just be going hell for leather, just gorging heaps of chocolate before, and they were like, this is a bit of moderation for you. I mean, I guess, or really clever marketing. I mean, when you first see it, just one on its own, you could imagine mm. <laughs> if I just give you one, you will lose weight. Now they sell them in bags of 580. Yeah, and they know how Moorish they are. Mm. I mean, that is impressive. How'd you find that out? Google. 
<laughs> of course. And I bet it's 100% true. No, it is. I, I fact-checked it. I fact-checked okay, it. Okay, okay. Um, all right. We do have some more um, facts that have come through, like this one from Heather. Hey, guys. Heather from Indrapilly here, 4068 represent. Um, I have some information that may or may not blow your minds, but I have insider information that the Macca's um, cookies are the same as the Arnott's teddy bear biscuits. It's just unbelievable. So you can go and get a packet of the teddy bear biscuits for like three bucks. There you go. Go get your teddy bears. Wow, I need more information. Like, I... How do they know this stuff? You see, this is the thing. Can, I'm just going to scream conspiracy theory at the top of my lungs until the president of Macca's is on the line explaining this to us. If it is true, mind blown. Yeah. Because there's so many rumours that float around about Macca's and not just the Engadine one where the um, ScoMo allegedly pooped there, <laughs> which we all know is true. But, of course, stuff about, like, what the nuggets are made of. And, you know, I heard a, a similar idea of a – I'm not even going to mention it because I'm too scared about being sued, but a very big cosmetics company – um, based in Australia that has their high-end products and then their crappy supermarket products um, and that they're exactly the same thing. So it'll be like oh, like a French name of a product um, which you can buy at a very expensive counter at David Jones. And that is the exact same thing that you'll get on the shelf at Coles. I've worked in advertising for mm. a decade, a full mm. decade marketing products, and I'm not worried about being sued. I'd actually think it would be good for my career. Uh, <laughs> a little press, a little free press. So I'm like, sue me away. But I was, I was on the teams who was looking at our products and going, if we rebrand this with a fancy name, we too wow. could make a couple more million. Wow. Okay, you're part of the problem. I mean, or just... Well done to the people who have worked that out. How about this one from Ray? I was just listening to the Mind Blown segment and Matt talking about holding his breath for two minutes. Coincidentally, I just found out recently that the world record for holding your breath is 11 minutes and 35 seconds. Um, I just found that out the other day and my mind was blown. There you go. Impossible. Impossible. Fake news. I'm sorry. I just, I mean, isn't that just death? It, was that person frozen in the Arctic underwater? <laughs> yeah. That, it's just like there's no way in hell that could be. I'm going to say not mind, mind blown because of the fact that we know that it can't, like it doesn't warrant that because it's don't, not true. Wait a second. Veronica spoken. No, Veronica spoken. You get that mild groan in there. Uh, mild. Mild. Groan. Groan. I'm so sorry, Ray. Like, I don't know where she found that information. Ray, I mean, will reach out we, to us. Will there be egg on our face? I don't know. <laughs> Probably. They're going to come. For, we're about to be canceled. Cancel culture because <laughs> of holding breath. <laughs> Good for your career. Okay, let's do this one from Iggy. Um, so scuba, as in scuba diving, actually stands for self-contained underwater breathing apparatus. I don't know if I'm just dumb or not, but why did I not know that? Yeah, I guess it's funny when something becomes like a brand, isn't it? I, I hadn't thought about it for very long and I guess, has it blown your mind? I mean, I honestly fell asleep and held my breath for 11 minutes. I was so <laughs> over it. <laughs> like, yeah, duh. <laughs> oh, really? So you I, definitely knew that about scuba. For sure. And I don't like have my scuba divers license or anything, but I, what I won't say, Iggy, you're not dumb. 
Don't ever no. call yourself dumb. You've just have introduced yourself to something new at a later point in your life than say me. Yeah. And but the thing is, I don't reckon I've seen it written down where it is all caps, like an acronym, you know? So I think that it, that works in your favor, Iggy. You know, like I feel like um, mostly I've seen it written down as just like a scuba, yeah, a scuba mask or whatever. Well, listen, this is Veronica and Friends. And so I think it's a mind blown. Mind blown. Oh, blown. Now, maybe our standards are low, but I mean, hell, we're only doing this once. So. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like their standards were low too. Matt and Alex were. I mean, they Matt probably would have fallen for that holding breath thing. So 100%. Like, yeah, we're a step ahead of them. <laughs> Matt and Alex are having a lockdown holiday, which basically means they've turned off their emails for a week. I'll get back to you. In their absence, this is Veronica and Friends, all day breakfast. Now, there's a few great, reliable Instagram accounts that will always be surprising, exciting, and cheer you up, I reckon. I mean, there's Britney's, and then there's Sean Zepps. (gasps) I made it! (laughs) So, Sean, you have a series of food debate videos, which I'm particularly interested in at the moment, and, and watch them all. Talk us through what's going on. Okay, well, the world is a crappy place. It's really stressful. There's a lot of negativity. I was finding it really all-consuming to log online each day. And so the only way that I could go online, which is how I make all of my money, by the way, was I wanted to be silly. I wanted to just do something that was silly. And so I uploaded a video three weeks ago and did um, like a scrambled egg debate. How do you make scrambled eggs? And within a day, it had blown up. Mamma Mia wrote an article about it. I was getting MasterChef contestants jumping in. It was a cool thing. So oh. last week. Oh, wait, can we just get to that? Uh, yeah. Um, so is it, it's with cream or sour cream or something? I would say 50% of people are rocking cream every single time they make scrambled eggs. But yeah. really the art of it is in, are you putting butter in the pan, melting it down, adding the eggs in without whisking it and then Uh, whisking it in the pan like you're doing a risotto super slow and you're taking uh, it on and off that heat. That's where it's at. Okay. All right. Yeah. So this week. So over the course of the last seven days, we've been debating mashed potatoes. Um, mainly because I wanted to do staples that everyone probably made or ate each week. That's going to be most exciting to debate. So mashed potatoes, we debated for many, many days. And on the final day, some magical wizard dropped into my DMs two words that forever changed my life. (gasps) Devon roll. (laughs) I'm not from this country, so I don't know what Devon meat is. So I had to Google it. Devon rolls... I'm sure many listeners are like, yeah, I had that as a child in the you know 70s, 80s, or 90s when I went to a birthday party. But it's cold Devon meat. And I'm, I'm saying the word meat with air quotes because let's be honest, it's like the buttholes of pigs and chicken. <laughs> I'm sorry, it is. It is. Yeah, yeah. And then what they do, as if that beautiful meat isn't a delicacy enough, they add cold mashed potatoes into the middle, wrap it up, oh. and then eat it like finger food. Yeah. So... As like an entree at a fancy Australian barbecue or something. (laughs) Only the fancy ones, yes. So someone drops that in my DM. I lose it. I'm like, there's no way people are eating this bologna-like, you know, Devon ham wrapped in cold mashed potatoes. Isn't not like spam though? Isn't spam an American thing? Yeah, we have, uh, the exact version is literally called bologna, where it's just like processed, disgusting meat. That's not terrible to eat. It's quite enjoyable. It's inexpensive. The idea that you would wrap it in mashed potatoes really took it to the next level. Yeah, okay. 
And so what I did was I had no choice. I had to go on full attack mode and, and really truly interview these people, understand why they're eating it. Yeah. Then I Googled what it was and what I uncovered was an endless list of things that Aussies are walking through their lives. Y'all are just eating these things thinking, this is normal. Everyone in the world is eating these things and it is not true. You guys are on this little island all by yourself eating some <laughs> crazy crap. And so that is what I have been dedicating the, the last four days of my life to. Yeah. I mean, I think that um, that COVID isn't helping either. I mean, no one's getting out. No one's getting in. We're just trapped here. Mm. I mean, there's the internet, there's globalization, but I, mm. I think that when it comes to food, we just do our own thing. And I, of course, I appreciate it. Let's be honest. I'm not going to drag you guys publicly until we acknowledge that y'all created chicken salt, lemon, lime, and bitters, Tim Tams, golden gay times. I mean, those are four of the greatest things in the history of mankind. Yeah, yeah. So let's acknowledge, I mean, fantails, lamington, you guys rock and roll there. If this feels like a compliment sandwich, yeah, there's something bad coming. Oh, not just something. I mean, a list of things that I'm really confused about. I just don't understand why people want to come and fight me that Vegemite is the greatest thing in the history of the world. For a couple reasons, I disagree. One, the smell. Two, the look. Three, it is literally yeast extract that most brewing beer companies throw in the garbage. And y'all are like, don't knock it till you try it. No, I'm going to knock it and I'm not going to try it. Oh, you're not even going to try it. No, I give it to my kids every single morning. So of course I understand that you, but here's how, here's my feeling. I just firmly believe that you must be indoctrinated into it. And if you're not as a small child, unbeknownst to you, force-fed it by your parents each morning. I've never met an adult who discovered Vegemite later in life and was like, mm, it's the greatest thing I've ever yeah, eaten. Yeah, it's true. It's almost like it's associated with a childhood memory as well. There must be things like that in America though, right? Like we, that are disgusting that you've done from the start and that we balk at. Well, I mean, of course, everything we eat, the rest of the American cuisine... If what we do really well in America, and by really well, I mean absolutely terrible, is we take something beautiful, like a sweet potato or a pumpkin, and then yeah. we put mashed potatoes on them. Sorry, not mashed potatoes. Oh, I God, I was gonna going to say, back. mashed potatoes are the issue. They keep no. getting thrown on disgusting things. <laughs> marshmallows. Marshmallows is what I mean. Oh, yeah. No, are you kidding? S'mores, delicious. <laughs> but there are, there's other things that Aussies do that I think are weird, but they taste great. For example, fairy bread. Who I just need to do an entire documentary series with you where we figure out how stoned and poor was the person who invented fairy bread. Seriously, they were like, no, we need to do guys. We need to put lollies on toast that's untoasted with butter. And then all the guys were like, yeah, do it, do it. Yeah. I mean, when you're, when you teleport here in your thirties and you go to a birthday party and someone's like, do you want fairy bread? And you're like, no, no, I don't. Why would I want bread with with lollies on? Like hundreds and thousands. Then you take a bite and you're like, oh. Oh, yes. <laughs> and then the Americans would be like, put some marshmallows on it. <laughs> yeah, that like fairy bread again is a Tasmanian invention. I didn't even know that was an Australian invention. I mean, it Aussies, much like with pavlova, will fight to the death that fairy bread and pavlova are theirs, and oh. your Kiwi counterparts will knock you out for it. Oh, gosh, you have looked into this. Listen, I'm raising Aussie kids, and I am the weird American at the playground who has no idea what anything is, so I got to do my traditional research. 
Yeah. Do you feel like you have to um, bring up that you're American, like that people ask about it almost on the daily? Yeah. And then what I do every time is I say, I'm from Canada. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I don't think you need to do that. There's a lot of love out there for America, especially now that Trump's gone. I was just going to say, <laughs> I was mainly doing that when Trump was in power. Yeah, now yeah, yeah. I'm fine. Yeah. You can come back now. Two more things that I want to bitch about and then we can move on. Musk sticks. Mm, delicious. No. What are you talking about? They're described as semi-soft floral lollies. They literally taste like perfume and everyone's like, mm. also they look like, you know, when you shove tooth, when you, <laughs> sorry, I'm laughing at myself. You take toothpaste and you squeeze it. It That's what it looks like. Yeah. That's great. What a, what an amazing no. invention that is. If I said to you, there are four things in front of you and you can pick one, one that tastes like heaven and the other one tastes like perfume which one would you want to put in your mouth you would never pick perfume for no one. i wouldn't but i mean i guess that the childhood memory of musk sticks is that it was always the last thing in the lolly packet because obviously it was the worst mm. um but at the same time you're kind of like oh it's still a part of the lolly packet and so you kind of you know it's still a part of that enjoyment that was a real treat you're proving my point that the only reason you will eat any of these things is because you were indoctrinated to them mm. as a child. I think you might be onto something. Yeah, I this am, is I a know. documentary as well as the <laughs> Paris Hilton butthole one. <laughs> this has got to be made. With Matt and Alex away, Veronica and some friends are here to play. This is All Day Breakfast. You know, it's hard to think silver linings with anything to do with the pandemic because, you know, it is a terrible time for so many people financially and mentally. But having said that, I did manage to um, when I tried very hard to think of one in particular. And here it is. So my husband's family all drink from each other's water bottles, right? This is like pre-pandemic. If you left it out on the kitchen bench, it was just there for the taking, like a free-for-all. And now that I'm in the family, they drink from mine. Like you have to guard it with your life. Does this horrify you, Sean? I mean, I'm more mortified that I now need to admit that your husband might be in my family because I'm pretty no. sure we do that too. No. Yes. Really? Yes. Okay. I'm not mortified mainly because when I think about the things that I've done in my lifetime, and I'm looking at you, Veronica, because I know you've done some dirty things too. <laughs> I have I have been in a bathroom at a bar four in the morning with a key and some flour floating around. Like I've done some dirty yeah. things. So why am I so worried about sharing a water bottle with the people I love most? Yeah, but when you're very sober, I mean, I feel like you should make decisions <laughs> that don't involve um, something that is very sacred and a private thing that is not to be shared, a la a water bottle. But I do think that the pandemic may mean that because everyone's like washing their hands so much and thinking so much about their germs, that it will change it. I'm not going to raise it in like the family dinner. I just think it could happen, like something that's been disgusting me for a long time. Oh, I honestly think if you've struggled with genuine OCD, if you hate germs, if you're worried about, I don't know, sharing water bottles with people who you've been literally kissing on the lips your entire lifetime, <laughs> then this is a wonderful time for you because I don't think we will ever share water bottles again. Well, so do you do it, like did Sean, your husband, did he think that it was weird the first time that you drank from his water bottle? I would have to ask him. Oh, I have He didn't no raise idea. it. So No, huh. he's never raised it. Okay. And nobody, like you didn't go over to someone's like someone didn't come over to your house and you gave them water from one of your family water bottles and they thought that that was weird? Did that ever happen? 
I mean, to be honest with you, the idea that there were even water bottles around is like a complete joke. Like I lived in the middle of the woods. We just had <laughs> cups and like everyone had cups, like their own cups. So okay. it's hard for me to fantasize about this. I just know for a fact that it was done for this reason. I have a story. Wow. I used to have my own little fridge in my bedroom when I was little and oh. I had water in it, water bottles. That's and really I may, fancy. I mean, I was, I still am. I'm basically the Paris Hilton of water bottles. <laughs> and I filled one of them with vodka when I was like 16. Cause you yeah. know, I'm a 16 year old. My little sister, 11 years old, comes into my bedroom, grabs a, a water bottle to drink some water. Clearly she wasn't concerned about germs. Yeah. And she chugged vodka. Wow. Do I mean, I at least that would have been more germ-free. <laughs> I mean, without a doubt. And she spit it all over the room, so the room was cleaned in, uh, yeah, in one exactly. hour. Exactly. That was perfect. Um, Bill, you've contacted us um, because, Bill, you take from any water bottle that you see lying around the house, but one family member gets very upset about this. Can you explain? Yeah, absolutely. Um, my my sister-in-law, she absolutely hates it whenever I, I drink out of her water bottle. And like it's it's even to the point where you know if we're at a music festival, if you remember what those are, like if mm, if I'm dying yeah. of thirst and I need water, I need something to drink, she would not share that water with me. She's like, no, this is my water, so I have to you know covertly steal it. Wow! And is it because she's also um, just really interested in her own water intake? I know that's a bit of a thing at I, the moment. <laughs> I don't know, like. For a while there, she was. I thought that you know maybe it's because it's a special water bottle or something like that. But even if it's like a an old pump water bottle, she's like, no, you can't drink out of this. Is it you specific, Bill? Like, do you have a dirty mouth? Well, I'm the I'm I'm like your husband. I will just drink anything. Like it doesn't Mm. it doesn't bother me. Everyone else in the family's like, no, don't drink out of her water bottle. That's great. Yeah. I mean, I can relate to her, frankly, and um, Sean can relate to you. You guys I mean, should get together and just start drinking each other's drinks. Bill, come on over. One water bottle will be good to go, buddy. Yeah, yeah. That's all you need. I mean, I don't know why people look at me funny when I drink out of the communal jug. Yeah. I mean, if you do end up going, if you do end up meeting up with um, Sean and, and drinking out of his bottles, just beware, uh, one of them may be filled with vodka. Well, that's all right. You know, I've been known to drink out of a wine bottle as well. Glasses are optional. There you go. There you yeah. go. Um, that's so funny. Thank you so much, Bill. Hey, are you missing Matt and Alex? Uh, a little bit, but you are you are filling in very well. Thank you. Oh, what? I just gave you the alley-oop and you dunked it. Don't worry. He actually <laughs> sent us his BSB information and account details before. We just owe him 50 bucks for that. <laughs> yep, thank you. Uh, thank you so much. I'm lovely to chat with you. Thank you very much. Matt and Alex think they're irreplaceable. We think it's pretty easy. Bring in someone new. Who are you guys? Veronica and friends. All day breakfast. Well, that's just about enough from us today. Sean Zepps, thank you so much for coming on. Your podcast, Come Out Wherever You Are, is on the Listener app and you can get it wherever you get your podcasts. Or if you want, uh, if you're a bit lazy, you can just find a link to the podcast in the show notes. It's that easy. It is a really good podcast name. Did you have any others that you were kind of considering? I'll be honest. Come Out Wherever You Are was the, the dream, the goal, the wish, the gold standard. I just yeah. wasn't sure if it was taken, like if someone else had created a show it's like too that. too good, isn't it? Yeah. But we're very lucky that it uh, not only did it exist, but the Instagram handle was available as well. Oh, 
sure. That's important. What else were you considering? I was considering welcoming in, and I know that sounds weird and it's less exciting, but I was working through this idea. Oh, wait, can I just provide context? So the um, podcast is about coming out, like the very first time you came out and the most recent time you've come out. Yeah, yeah. So it's just sharing people's coming out stories as members of the LGBTQI plus community. And yeah. if you don't know, obviously, when you come out, people often refer to it as like a closet door. So one of the names was going to be uh, closet doors are open or many closet doors. I was playing around with like the closet, that kind of stuff. And then this yeah. other idea was welcoming in. There's this idea, this concept amongst queer people that we're not actually coming out to you, we, we were always that thing. We're welcoming you in to our truth. And when you reposition it that way, you often, people feel really nice about the experience instead of this dirty, dark closet that they had to climb out of. And so I was playing around with that. But to be honest with you, because Come Out Wherever You Are is a fun game that people enjoy playing with their friends and their kids or a little saying, I think there is positivity around it and it ended up working out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, if um, I guess if people are also just searching Wizard of Oz type things, they might come across it and that grabs that audience as well. So I mean, honestly, it's a pretty gay audience. And so basically, no matter what. <laughs> yeah, I sometimes wonder about Veronica and Friends as the, the name of this podcast, seeing I've really never met anyone that I'm chatting with. It should have been like Veronica and strangers who will become friends. Do you know what I was thinking? I've seen you as many times as I've seen all my other friends in the last two years. <laughs> we are all friends, girl. <laughs> We're pretty much best friends. Thank you so much for coming on. Thanks for having me. That's it. The all-day breakfast kitchen is closed. Got something to add to the show? Slide into our DMs at matt.and.alex. Listener.